0: Welcome to StellarCast, the Stellar Recruitment Podcast. Let's go on an inspiring journey by listening, learning and taking key actions from our own recruitment experts, as well as industry leaders and inspirational individuals. By unlocking our own transformative change, we can all become the best versions of ourselves. right, guys, uh, we're really lucky here today to have Deanna Sanchez, uh, Acting Engineering Manager at BHP. Uh, We talk about her amazing journey from uh, being a mining engineering graduate in Columbia to coming to Australia to work on both sides of the coast, multiple commodities and building her career to now, you know, being in this corporate uh, managerial position with BHP. She notes how it's had such an amazing impact on her life and shares how she's built her career. So I'm really confident you guys will enjoy and uh, get some great takeaways. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Thank you, Deanna, for joining us here today. Um, Really looking forward to the chat. Obviously, at this moment in time, you are Acting Engineering Manager with BHP. But uh, I want to rewind back to the start and go back to your time in Colombia and that moment where you become inspired to choose a career in mining. How did that come about?
1: Well, Sean, I am originally from a small town in Colombia. It's in the north of uh, Colombia. And we have a, a big mine there. It's, um, the name of the mine is Cerrejón. And my first ballet I saw it for Cerrejón the my first fireworks
0: uh-huh.
1: it was for Cerrejon. Then I think the impact in the community it actually inspired me to actually have the drive to not just um study mining but actually get a job with that company because we all wanted to work there. I actually had the chance to do my graduate program there. I think the the impact of that it was the biggest um Driver for me, to be a mining engineer.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, certainly that moment changed your life. It changed. And it. we were talking before about our company, Why, which is an inspiring growth and changing lives. And, and I think, you know, through the podcast, we're going to talk about how mining's changed your life yeah. for, for the better. Um, so I'm sort of keen to sort of uh, understand how you've mapped out your career because it's been a really interesting and diverse one and sort of try and understand whether or not you chase opportunity or has opportunity found you? Because as we sort of talked about, you started your career in Columbia and then, uh, as it were at the time, Latens, now CPB or, or now, I guess, TEAS, they uh, went on an international campaign. They found yourself and, and 14 other people by the sounds of it. They brought you out to Australia. <laughs> you ended up in central Queensland with them as a contractor. Uh, then you went to the Pilbara, the iron ore precinct over there with... Uh, with BHP, then you return back to the coalfields with BHP, and now fast forward to where you are today, you're acting engineering manager with, uh, with BHP here in Brisbane. Well, it's, a, it's a long-winded question, but I guess the question is, has this been by design or have you just gotten the habit of saying yes to opportunity as it sort of knocked?
1: I think I have, I have looked for every change <laughs> that I want to I make.
0: So it's been somewhat deliberate?
1: Yes, yeah. I when I was in Colombia, but well, I did my mining engineering in Colombia. I got my graduate program and then I say I want to move overseas. My sister used to live in Canada and I applied many times to other companies there which I I didn't have the chance to join. Then it was an opportunity in the newspaper. And in the newspaper, a, a recruitment company similar yeah, to yeah. Stella, they were um, recruiting mining engineers with mine design and planning. And then I say, well, I'm going to apply. I didn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit challenged. And then I decide just to, well, I apply. And I applied 15 times uh, until the recruit agent contact me. And she say, you have applied 15 times. <laughs> I have to interview you because I've never seen someone that send many emails after emails because they reply me, you haven't been selected. And I send it again. (laughs) And I say, we got your email. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, after that, yes, I got the job. I moved here and then I started working with Leighton, which is, was an amazing company to start with. And But BHP was always in the back of my mind and um, I decided to apply to jobs in Perth because it gave me the opportunity to be fly in, fly out, yep. which I was living in Moramba. I moved fly in, fly out. But then the fly in, fly out, I wanted to to have a a more normal life, you know, Monday to Friday, and I wanted to get a, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> then I decided to go back <laughs> to Moranba, and um, but now I have three dogs. That's how much <laughs> I like dogs. Yeah. And during my time in Moranba, was amazing, and, and it was a moment of time that I said, well, I have been 15 years flying, fly out, living regional. It is time to go to to be a businesswoman, and <laughs> then I apply a job here. I, I did a change of career. I did from mining, I moved to engineering. She's a bit different from for me because I, I used to be a planner. And as um working in engineering, I have been moving towards to leadership. But um, the movement through leadership was not actually that I was looking for because I have always been an SME, mm-hmm. a Sergeant Matter Expert. It's just matter to be driven that way, and, and that is where I'm heading right now.
0: Now, well, firstly, I admire the 15 applications because <laughs> in this day and age, even though there's a, a drastic shortage of, of mining engineers, you, don't, you certainly don't need to apply 15 times, but there's not many candidates that would show that level of tenacity and perseverance to keep knocking on that door, and I think that definitely says something about your character and your drive and your, your resilience, uh, on that side of it. So obviously that recruiter seen that and gave you the opportunity. So I'm glad I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad she did. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and it sounds like you've always had a bit of a vision around where you want to steer your career and you've taken those steps to do that. So um, I think that's uh, really interesting for those uh, guys and girls listening to the podcast. Um, keen to sort of understand, and we sort of, where we were talking a little bit before the show started, around life in Colombia a a little bit. But talk to us a bit about what what it's like, you know, operating as a mining engineer in Colombia compared to Australia and what were the things about coming to Australia that inspired you to make that big move?
1: I was working in Colombia 20 years ago, which is the timing is totally different. Yeah, of course. It's a different time of mining, but I think... I did work really hard in Colombia, and I think all people from South America will know that we really put a lot of hours of work, put a lot of effort. In that time, there was no much celebration of success. You just get paid to do your job, and if you are not good enough, you get changed by someone else that does your job better than you. You know, it's it's a different culture. It is a different market. And then when I say, well, I was there and my sister was overseas, I say, why not? Why not me? Yeah. And um, I decided to move here, but, uh, but I I made really good friends back home. Like I think the the culture there is we are closer, especially in the mind side, you became a family. Which is similar to here, but a bit different, no? Uh, I think it's something about the culture and personal space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like <laughs> we have much idea in <laughs> Colombia of personal space and, and how we interact. Yeah. Then, um, then yes, definitely, um, definitely a change to move to Australia.
0: Yeah. And, and what was it about Australia that you thought, you know what, I want to go live there?
1: They asked me that question in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I told the people that interviewed me 20 years ago, and I say to them, look, you like beer. I like beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tick. (laughs) Tick
1: on that. You like barbecue. I like barbecue. (laughs) Two ticks. And um, then I thought for me was um, just learn something different, you know, just see something different, um, get a better quality of living. When I move here, and if I mention some of the things that we have in my company, you know, diversity and inclusion. We have a lot of support for uh, people that have been affected by domestic violence. Um, Success, recognition of success. If you do our work, you get promotions, you get good salaries. Um, Flexible work. I work in my home pretty much, I don't know, Monday. I can work in my home Monday to Friday. I can go to the office if I want. I have the... The capacity to to go on holidays and and travel to ask holidays yeah. <laughs> and my holidays get approved, then uh, and then it's, it's a totally environment and another thing is the how we see the environment here, you know the yeah. the support to the to the First Nations and all the impact that, that as a mining company Australia promote to. In their own land is uh, is really amazing, and and it's totally different to what is happening in third world countries.
0: Yeah, understand.
1: and and I think definitely you should be proud of the type of mining that that we do here.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to know in the global context, but I guess, you know, mining engineering or a career in mining is one of those things that not not notwithstanding COVID, you do have the opportunity to work. Globally. globally, you can yeah. take your skills just about anywhere, anywhere. can't you? You know, yeah. right? which is an exciting thing, and I guess one of those key benefits of, of choosing a career in mining, which is uh, which is great. So, I, I want to sort of shift this next question towards, you know, your experience or advice you can offer around those that are seeking to take their careers from engineering to a managerial position. Obviously. Their different skills and, and and whatnot you need to learn and master to be successful from a technical domain to leading and managing people what's your best advice there
1: I think um, for me it was uh, really important to have, to get a good mentor I think that's uh that's critical and uh, surround yourself with people with different point of view I think I had the opportunity to have the best boss and mentor that I could have that I think you already interviewed here. <laughs> and you know, she made me believe for myself, believe in my skills. Be able to shape me to, to be a better leader, not To be a, a better human. I think it's a, I think that's a really important thing. And and probably they surround your people with with um with different views. People that that you might not have all the answers as leader, but you have in your team people that can back you up. And I think that's, um, that's really important when you are moving, especially when you are moving from to be an SME to be a leader. You might not have all the answers. You might not have all the things, but, uh, but I think have this team to back you up. That's uh, that's good. And, and the continuous learning, no? The continuous learning that leaders don't burn. They can be made. And uh, if you don't have certain skills that you want to master, for example, I'm a task oriented people. And I know I have to be m- more driven to, a, a, especially when you go up to managerial roles, you have to be more a people person than a task oriented. And you just have to get trained and, and, and have the, the disposition to change and improve.
0: Yeah. Well, I think uh, obviously Lydia's had a big impact on your career, yeah, which is Yeah, she did. Uh, How about you?
1: Did say the name? Yeah, yeah Lydia Gente, definitely. I, I,
0: I can understand why. <laughs> um, and and good on you for seeking out a mentor. Uh, I think uh, my philosophy is I'd rather learn from other people's mistakes <laughs> than make my own. So, so I think obviously she's had a huge role in your career, which is good. I, I love that surrounding yourself with diverse and different people to sort of challenge and compliment you on that sort of side of things. So I think there's some really good uh, simple takeaways with regards to, uh, to that answer. Further to, I think the other thing you touched on was just that continuous learning and growth mindset, as in, you know, I might not be there now, but if I keep learning and trying to understand, you know, the different aspects of, of leadership and management over time, you can obviously grow and to become a, a successful leader. And, and it sounds like you're definitely well on the way uh, in that journey. Ken sort of asked this next question around any leadership or career philo- philosophies you admire or subscribe to that sort of played a role in your career trajectory today?
1: You you really, this is a hard question. You <laughs> make me think too much. I yeah. spent two days thinking this question. <laughs> and this one is about, um, I was uh, found the best definition for leadership was the social influence towards to achieve a goal. Yeah. And when you put a social influence, you know, uh, the learning that has, to be going through is to change that task mindset-oriented thinking, which it is Colombian-made,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> to a more um, people-oriented um, people-oriented leadership. Yeah. And i in that journey. Don't, don't, I kind of come here and say I'm 100% there. Yeah. I'm getting there. And I'm putting my effort to actually to receive feedback from my team for everyone that's around me, how can I be better? I do believe in the pursuit of excellence. I do my best that I can to do my job the best as I can, and I I like a team that does the same. I do admire teamwork. It is nothing if you don't if you don't work the, together to the same goal. And I think some of the 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 values the BHP has uh, embracing openness, trust. And promote diversity and inclusive. I think it's nothing far off to, to, also, to what to I I feel I am. Um, but definitely yes, I think it, leadership is a is a is a social influence. That's where we need to move.
0: Yeah. Now I think. Uh Fantastic and maybe a bit of a cultural uh, evolution of what leadership style works in Colombia yeah. versus Australia. But I think, yeah, definitely the, the influence and in, in taking other people on a journey is a big part of management, isn't it? Yes. And, and very fulfilling, no doubt, where you see other subordinates of yours grow and develop the same way, I guess, you know, Lydia is taking you on a bit of a journey as well. Yes, um, definitely. So that's uh, really, really good. So I guess looking back... You know what would you say has been the best career advice you've received, or be the been the recipient of, uh, or the best career move or decision you've made, and and why?
1: Well, with the best career advice, I probably the best advice that I had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> when I moved to Australia, I didn't speak English. Yeah, wow. And then I came here, and I was really sick. I spent many days with fever, sick in general, just because I didn't I didn't understood. I thought I was going to lose my job. <laughs> And um, I went through a hard, um, like a mental breakdown Yeah, yeah. because I was a high-performance employee back home. And I came here and I don't understand what my boss is asking me, no? To the point that one day she sent me to do some shredding paper and I'm filing probably three tons of paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to the point that uh, one day I called my dad. I said to my dad, I want to come back. That's it. I had enough. And he said to me, Diana, you had free bacon and free ice cream every night (laughs) in the mine camp. Of course. And um, when I put it in that context, context, and if I put that sentence in everything that I do, if you really value what you have, where you are, what you have done, you stop to see all the bad things, but you see the good things in life, then I, I would say that every time when I pass for a tough moment in my career I do remember the words of my dad saying you have free bacon free uh, ice cream yeah. <laughs> whatever you want yeah. I could say now well I have three dogs and I have a family and uh, what else I need and, yeah. and I have a good team that back me up and I have a good boss then there is always good things that you can reach out to actually bring you back to, to where you need to be in, in your mindset and uh, probably the best career move or definitely move to Australia <laughs> Of course. No doubt. <laughs> um, it has allowed me to do so many things. And and we went through this. The work that you do as a recruiter um, with your company, Stella, and other companies, is a changing life for us that come from other countries. And, um, yeah, it's, it's all different, you know, the, the experience that you gather here in Australia, the culture, the language, the... Um, the feelings, the, the ability to travel around the world, to experience, um, to see how other companies were, uh, is a life changing. My move to Australia and I still bless the people that recruit me. <laughs> we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yes, as, and as a, as a culture, diverse of thought, no?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you get to be more open to other people. Yeah.
0: No, I I love that answer for a range of reasons. I I love the honesty in the beginning about your challenges and in particular you sort of talked about uh, maybe some of the the mental stress on that side of it and I think more widely across the sector we need to talk about our challenges like that. So there's less stigma around those challenges but awesome to hear you navigated through those challenges and come out the other side and the sage simple advice of your father (laughs) around, you know, ice cream and bacon. But I guess the real message was one of gratitude. You know, be grateful for what you've got. And often we focus on the things we don't have, but I guess that was a simple message from your dad to be grateful (laughs) for all the good (laughs) stuff you've got around you despite the challenges and and maybe that was that catalyst for for working through and persevering. And obviously you've come out the other side and you're in a great spot. So good on your Dad, for that uh, worldly advice at the time. We talked before around the fact that there's probably never been more opportunity in mining, albeit you know, there is declining mining engineering numbers, which is a concern given the huge demand and need, societal need for mining engineers. Uh, After all, you know, mining does, you know, fuel so much of what we need in society. So what's your message to years 10, 11 and 12 students that are considering what career should I embark on? Because I know myself personally, I tell them based on supply and demand, if you become a mining engineer at the moment, there's some fantastic opportunities. Uh, and, you know, your company is supplying nickel to Tesla and some of those awesome companies doing awesome stuff. So, you know, how do you sell opportunities in mining?
1: I was trying to revisit today the the BHP purpose and um, our corporate purpose is actually to bring people and resources together to build a better world. How you wouldn't like to be in our company yeah. <laughs> if you are 10 or 12. Um, I can I can tell to them that, you know, for me as a mining engineer, when I had to design roads, I have to design pits, I have to design access, and then after see that design made and being used, it actually is a feeling like if you had a baby. It, <laughs> like you feel rewarded your work can be represented physically on something that you actually see getting made day to day. Like you go and inspect, oh, the road is getting made and it looks like a, I eye visualized or eye drawing. Then yes, I think all the ten and twelves they will have the capability to be innovate, to actually to design, to explore. They are coming to a mining industry like never before. Like never before. I was in a mining industry that was not flexible. Now we go in a mining industry that is flexible, diverse, inclusive. We are together in 2050, we are together free greenhouse gas. gas. We are doing business now with Tesla. And um, we support local communities, uh, we support First Nations. And if, if they go and see all the things that BHP and, and mining companies do in general for the community, they will be pretty sure that this is the best place to be. And on top of that, you get a good salary that yeah. may <laughs> help you to travel absolutely. around the world and absolutely. not probably not travel nowadays, but you can get pretty far away. <laughs> e-
0: absolutely. Now, I, I think your, your answers are fantastic. And lot like we were talking about before, And based on a previous podcast, a managing director said the mining industry wouldn't exist unless society needed it. You know what I mean? So whether it's for surgical instruments, for airplanes, for phones, for Teslas, whatever the case might be, mining provides the raw materials to enable that, right? Yeah. So I think that's a fantastic answer there. So I guess we're getting towards the end of the podcast. The last question is if you could wrap up in one sentence, how a career in mining has changed your life for the better? What would you say?
1: I don't know if in one sentence
0: <laughs> we could be here for a while. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe two sentences. Two, three okay, days. okay.
1: <laughs> but I think for me, it has given me the opportunity to change other people's life. Like um, now that I'm a leader, that I'm able to develop my team, that I'm able to develop myself to be a better person. I think that's the that's the best thing that I have achieved. If in my early years I was pretty happy to see a road or a pit being designed. Now I get pretty happy when I see my people being promoted, getting a new job and and see all the things that I have achieved in my life, no, with just through mining and through the people that I know, the networking that you do in mining and and the learning that you get as as a person. I think that would be my my taking of mining. I I will never regret the career that I have chosen. No. And uh, it brought me here to be this podcast with you. <laughs> <me>. What else? Became <laughs> <in> famous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, I think you've done some wonderful stuff, and it's awesome to see, you know, from very humble beginnings back in Columbia to now all the experiences and all the achievements and all the diversity you've seen in your life. But I can tell in your face, you know, the emotional reaction when you talk about the impact of uh, impacting other people and, and taking them on a journey and watching them grow and achieve and all that sort of stuff. So I guess you've had a successful technical career. Now you're embarking on this, I guess, journey Indeed, in leadership sorry. and managerial and it's it's changing lives and obviously the wider career in mining's has changed your life. So appreciate you taking the time to join us here. There's been some great takeaways and, and I guess congratulations on everything you've achieved so far.
1: Thank you, Sean. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the time. I was not expecting this invitation, to be honest, (laughs) but but you made me feel pretty proud of myself when you invited me. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Now, I've got one other question that we might be able to build in there, and it's
1: what is SME? Subject matter expert.
0: Oh, subject matter expert. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, because I understand SME in the context of small to medium enterprise. Oh, no, no. But yeah, yeah, so subject matter expert. Gotcha.
1: Yes, yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, just sort I. Because that's what I
1: was before.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's good. Really, really interesting. Well, really thank interesting. you very much for your time. No, no, thank you. Thank you for listening to StellarCast. This show aligns with why Robbie McIlrath and Sean McCambridge co-founded the company. Their mission was to help and nurture others to reach and exceed their potential. For trusted recruitment and career advice, contact Stella today.